Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. And I'll probably make this a series of podcasts, but in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about things to think about when you're thinking about starting your pool service business. I'm going to go over some things that you may not even have on your radar. And these this series will kind of be a way to really think about if pool service is for you. And if you have a pool service business, of course, these podcasts will help you look at things in your business to enhance it and make it that much better. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think the number one thing you should ask yourself, and this is probably with any business that you want to start, whether it be pool service or gardening or plumbing or whatever whatever you want to get into, is if you're going to enjoy doing that work. Now, this may be not something that you would sit down and think about in in a lot of detail or give it a lot of thought, but I think it's one of the most critical things about owning a business. And I think we've all been into businesses where you can tell that the owner is burned out or just not enjoying their work, whether it's a mom-and-pop burger place where you go in and they look at you like, hey, what are you doing here? Or you know, any other kind of business. It could be someone who just doesn't have the right attitude out there. And this probably is all due to the fact that they just don't enjoy what they're doing. And of course, it is work. It is a job. And so the enjoyment level can't be, you know, at a, at a psychotic level where you're enjoying sweating out there in 100 degree weather. But what I'm saying is you have to kind of like working outside, like cleaning pools, like dealing with customers, And if your personality is not cut out for that, or if you think you're not going to like doing this long term, I would consider a different career choice. One thing that you also have to realize is that working out there is kind of a, I guess I wouldn't say lonely, but it can be one of those things where if you're used to a lot of interaction with people all day long, maybe you come from a big office setting where you're seeing people all the time and you enjoy that. When you go out there in the field as a pool service professional, you may see a customer occasionally, but you're basically out there by yourself. Now, my personality, I love that. I love being alone out there. I'm not a big people person, you know, working with a lot of people around me kind of person. So that was fine. But there was a member that had purchased a route in Florida about four years ago, I would say. And he came from that environment where people were around him all the time. And then when he started doing pool service, he started getting actually clinically depressed where he had to go see someone for medication. So that is something that you have to consider is how the pool service business is set up, that you're kind of on your own. You're out there. You have to find ways to you know keep yourself occupied. Of course, listening to the podcast, there are several industry podcasts you can listen to during the day. Mine, of course, is daily. There's other ones that do weekly podcasts. So that's something that would help you out there during the week to kind of kill that boredom. 
So number one, I think, is are you going to like this job? Are you going to like being out there by yourself? Is customer service something that you want to do for a living? And those are all aspects that you have to really consider when you're starting your business. Now, if you already have your pool service business, I think those are areas you need to really work on, customer service and those kind of things where you can really help your business get better by being a better people person, so to speak, and maybe reinvigorating yourself and enjoying your job again. Maybe you're getting kind of burned out out there, which happens. And just step back and look at the things that got you into the service business. I think the flexible hours are one thing that is key. You know, you can start at 7 in the morning. You can start at 6 in the morning. You can finish by 1 o'clock. And you can scale your business to have more free time. You can scale your business to have less free time and make more money. And I think that's the beauty of the pool service industry is that you have that option to free up time if that's what you want get home earlier, or to work harder to make more money, grow the business, get employees, and get bigger, and make even more money at it. So the scaling ability of the pool service industry, I think, is one of the key elements and what makes it very attractive. Plus, the initial investment to get started isn't tremendous unless you're purchasing a pool route, but you can start with as little as a few thousand dollars to get your business up and running and to start marketing your business. So There are a lot of great reasons to do pool service. I personally like being outside. I like the freedom of not being in an office or tied down. And so those are all, I think, fringe benefits of doing pool service that you should really enjoy doing if you're doing it. And if you're thinking about getting into the pool industry, these are things that should be attractive to you. So when you start anything, I think getting your ducks in order is really important. And you're going to have to Make sure that you have everything in place as far as licensing in your area. The most basic thing you're going to need is a business license. And you may need multiple licenses in different cities in your area. For instance, in my area, there are certain cities that require a business license or permit to work in that city. So check with your local area. You may need to be CPO certified. You may not need to be. You may need to be health department certified. You might not need any certification at all, which is pretty common in most areas for residential pools where you don't need any kind of certification to go out there and service the pools. However, I think getting certified, you can do Bob Lowry's residential certification program, which I think is a great online course. You can also get CPO certified. By being CPO certified, that allows you to take on what are known as commercial pools. You can do apartments, hotels, homeowner association pools. So that opens up a whole new realm of business opportunities by being CPO certified. I suggest doing that. It's really easy. My friend Rudy Stankowicz has a really good CPO course you can take. And I'll definitely post the information in the description of the podcast for Rudy's CPO course and for Bob Lowry's residential certification course. But I highly recommend that as a way of kind of getting some kind of certification or training so that you can service or know how to treat the pools chemically and balance the water properly. Plus with the CPO training, you're going to know all the regulations that go with servicing a commercial pool. They don't translate into residential pool care, but you'll have that knowledge so that if you do get a call from a hotel that wants pool service, you can definitely bid that and take that account confident to know the laws and regulations of maintaining a commercial account. I highly recommend getting general liability insurance for your business. If you become a member of my coaching program, you'll get 10% off your insurance through SPA, S-P-P-A. 
you can go to that website. It's the SPPA.com and check out the rates there for general liability insurance. It's pretty low. Um, for the highest program, I think it's $4 million total. It's like $80 a month. So it's not a huge amount of money, but you definitely need the liability insurance because whether you're starting out or you've been doing this for a while, there can be errors or omissions or something you do wrong. For instance, you know, you may leave the, you may turn the customer's water on, which I don't recommend you do to fill their pool. And you may forget to turn the water off and then you flood their house and the neighbor's house and, and so forth. But one thing that I think you have to consider too with liability is that you may be accused by the homeowner or client of doing something that you didn't do. So one time I was, someone had said that I had turned the water on and left it on and flooded, I think they were on vacation and I, they say I flooded their whole yard and the back area. But I know I didn't turn the water on at that account and it was probably someone who was taking care of the house that did that. But nonetheless, you know, they tried to blame me for it and wanted compensation so if you have liability insurance, they'll actually fight for you, just like auto insurance. If someone were, if you were at a red light and they kind of backed their car up into you and they claim that you went forward and hit them, your general liability insurance company like SPA will actually have underwriters that will protect you from something like that. And they'll actually fight certain claims that have no grounds for a claim against you. So you're going to sleep a lot easier at night knowing that you have an insurance company that's going to protect you out there. From real claims, of course, which could happen, you could make these mistakes. And for any claims that may not be your fault, and this insurance protects you, the basic plan is $2 million. So I definitely recommend having this. And all the plans, I think the basic plan, sorry, is $1 million per occurrence, $2 million total. And then the, the first one I talked about is $4 million total and $2 million per occurrence, which I think will make you sleep a lot better at night. So having the insurance in place is a small expense and it gives you peace of mind. And I highly recommend that every single service company out there has insurance. I know that a lot of them don't. But when you're starting out, I suggest you get the insurance in order, get your licensing in order, get any kind of certification you're going to need. And the last thing I think you probably don't think about much, or you may think about it a lot if you have a family, is how you're going to pay for health insurance. If you have a corporate job or a job that has medical benefits, moving from that job into pool service, one thing you're going to sacrifice is those medical benefits that the company is paying for. So you'll have to factor in your insurance premiums and how much it's going to cost to cover you and your family for insurance. Here in California, we have what's called Covered California. And this is kind of like a government subsidized. It's part of the overall national health care, Obamacare thing. And so Covered California will actually subsidize your premium based on your income and it's actually, you know, fairly good, I mean, as far as the subsidies go. However, the insurance policies are much worse than before. So I've been paying for my own insurance for many, many years, even before Cover California. And I had a much better policy outside of Cover California than I have now. But there's no option here in California except to use Cover California. And so you're going to have to check the premiums and check with your CPA or tax advisor of, you know, basically what you qualify for. You can actually fill out the forms and talk to somebody in California and they'll give you an idea of how much you're going to pay every month. And then when you do your taxes, verify with your CPA that everything is the way it's supposed to be. And there's a lot of forms to fill out. So that leads into the next part of this is you're going to need a good CPA or a good tax preparation person. I prefer CPAs because they're, they're licensed and this is kind of what they do for a living. And they'll help you kind of navigate 
all these things from healthcare premiums to, you know, filing the right paperwork with the state in California for that. And also, you know, best the best way to maximize your write-offs for your business, you know, your first two or three years of operating a business are probably going to be at a loss because you're not going to have the accounts and the income um, at a loss as far as tax-wise, I think, because you're getting equipment, you're buying things, um, you're writing off your mileage and deducting things like that. So you may not have a profit the first year, maybe the first, the second year you're going to start developing some profit, but a good CPA will help you organize that and help you file your quarterly taxes. I think it's important to know that as a self-employed business owner, you have to file quarterly income taxes. You don't have to. If you don't, there's a small penalty. And it's kind of much harder at the end to pay a big amount if you owe a big amount. And so a good CPA will set you up on quarterly taxes. So you're going to pay the IRS what you think you're going to make that year or based on the income you're going to make that year in quarterly taxes. And you'll pay that. And that way, you know, when you file your taxes in April, you may have a little bit that you owe or you may get some back depending on how much you paid into the year. But figure about 15% of your gross income is going to be your quarterly taxes. So, you know, really quickly, if you if you gross 50000 a year, figure about 7500 of that is going to be paid in your quarterly taxes every year. And that's pretty much about the percentage you're going to pay in taxes, even with all your deductions, um, because of the way that the, you know, the tax code is written. So you're going to pay about 7000 in taxes, give or take. You deduct your mileage, you deduct your equipment, your uniforms, all the things that you can deduct. And this is what you're left with at the end. One of the good things about, you know, having your own business and reporting the income is that it gives you the opportunity to make as much money as you can out there. So you may gross 50000 the first year, 80000 the next year, over 100000 the following years with employees and, and whatnot. You'll take that income or the income tax or what you report, and then you can actually use that to invest. So if you're going to buy real estate, you know, they're going to ask for an IRS transcript of your last two year or actually the last tax year. Maybe they'll ask for the year prior to that. And since you're making so much more money as a self-employed business owner, of course, there's, it's more difficult to get, you know, any kind of financing. But that gives you a greater opportunity to invest later, having that kind of income. Whereas if you work for maybe a corporation and you made, you know, 60000 a year and you couldn't increase that any kind of, you know, rapidly in any kind of way, with your own service business, you can definitely increase that by bringing on employees, by growing, by doing more work. And so you can take that what would be a 60000 income and even double that in two or three years based on how much you want to put into the pool service industry and how much you want to work it. And so that extra income, of course, is good to have, but it also helps you invest and save. So you can invest some of that in you know, mutual funds and whatever, however you want to do that and real estate. And so then you can start building real wealth because you're not tied down to a locked-in income. You're, you're pretty much tied into an income that can grow exponentially. However, on the flip side, your, since your income is not tied into a salary, you can actually not make enough money and not pay your bills too. So keep that in the back of your mind too, that yes, there's potential to make you know good money in the industry, but there's also that same potential not to make enough money and to even go out of business. So all these are factors you have to think about, you know, kind of the big picture thing when you get started. So 
I think if you don't, if you haven't sat down with a pros and cons paper and wrote down the pros and cons of getting in the industry or the pros and cons of why you're in the pool industry, I would suggest doing that and writing down the things that your goals and the things that you see as you know possible by being a pool service provider, by having a pool service business. And of course, all the cons, the insurance, the extra cost of that, all the licensing, um, kind of budgeting a little differently than if you had a salary because the money might not be as consistent every month. And also how much money you're going to actually need to survive with when you first start out. So you're going to be on a kind of a bare bones budget. If you're not going to purchase a route, you're starting out from scratch. It takes a lot of time and effort and you're not going to have that 80,000 income right away. If you're making 60,000 at a job, it may drop down to 40,000 the first year based on how many accounts you get and how busy you are in the pool industry. So you need to know how how much you can survive off of. These are all major factors in deciding to switch or jump into the industry that you really need to think about and you may not you know, at the end of this see that as a pro to jump into the industry. I think that you're going to see that there are a lot more benefits then there are negative aspects of it, and there are things you just need to be aware of. Again, I bring up the health insurance because that's a big thing, and that's a major expense for me as someone who's self-employed with a wife and a son, and I think it's definitely something that you're going to have to consider as a major factor because health insurance is something that you're going to need, and you're going to need to pay for it, and those are things that need to be on the radar when you're looking at some of the cons of being self-employed versus the pros. And I think on the pro side, you have to really keep in mind that your income can grow exponentially in the pool industry versus tied down to a corporate job. If you're a manager at Walmart, there's a certain ceiling you can get to, and that's kind of like your income. And if you're self-employed, there really is no ceiling. You can go as big as you want. You can have 200 accounts, 300 accounts, you can get gigantic. It's all up to you and how you want to work it, your personality. These are things that you really have to think about, and this is kind of the introduction to the series I'm doing, and I know I gave you a lot to think about in this first episode, but definitely these are things that are really important, and you can't go forward without thinking about these things or having these things in order. So I think they're important to start with for sure. And if you're looking for the other podcasts that I've recorded, I have over 700 podcasts now, and you can definitely go back and listen to other ones to kind of get, you know, pretty much immersed in the pool industry. Go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com on the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop down menu of all the podcasts I recorded. And you can listen to those at your leisure. If you want to enhance your business, you can definitely join my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. And there's a lot of great benefits for joining. I mentioned the discount on a general liability insurance earlier. That's definitely a benefit. Again, you can learn more at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.